Welcome back to the Pete Space. Palette Life Sciences, sponsor of this podcast, is committed to bringing educational tools such as the Pete Space for sharing best practices and compelling conversations across a wide variety of pediatric urology and VUR topics. I'm Cynthia Hanna, and today we start our three-part series on neonatal circumcision with Dr. Max Mazels. Dr. Mazels is the professor of urology at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine and attending at Lurie Children's Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Mazels will be joined today by Dr. Paula Fleeman and Dr. Chloe Salzman. The content of today's episode is solely the opinion of our presenting physicians. Well, Dr. Mazels, I'm going to hand it over to you, and why don't you get started? Thank you, Cynthia. And as our listeners have already read about NeoCirc on the Pete Space site, let's just get started with Dr. Salzman. Chloe, I know you use NeoCirc in your hospital practice as a pediatrician who's asked to provide consultation for suitability to circumcision. Please let us know your thoughts on NeoCirc concepts and how they have helped your practices. Now, please let us know if using these practices could reduce adverse patient outcomes. So after using the NeoCert concepts, I found the process to be much more objective and I feel a lot more confident in both my medical clearance of newborns for circumcision, which I feel like is much better defined. And I really like that there's a much more standardized exam with an organized checklist. And I feel like that's something that I can sign out to one of my peers who might be taking over for me and we might be on the same page and be able to document that our exams are showing the same thing. And if babies are suitable for circumcision, just again, kind of eliminating some of that variability from one physician to the other. And I really appreciate that it also allows us to communicate better, both from one pediatrician to another, but then also to our OB colleagues who are the ones who are actually performing the procedures. Thank you so much. Now, Chloe, could you please let us know if using these practices, if you think it could reduce adverse patient outcomes that we all experience too frequently nowadays? Absolutely. When I think about adverse outcomes for newborn circumcision, the two big ones that I think about are circumcisions that might be done in the nursery on a baby who was not suited for clamp circumcision at that time. And I think that using NeoCirc as, again, a standardized exam, a standardized clearance, and helping us communicate more effectively among pediatricians, family medicine physicians, to our OB colleagues, I think that we could prevent some of those circumcisions from d- being done and potentially save those those families from having to go through a much bigger process. And the other, you know, the other adverse outcome I think that I've seen even in my experience in primary care was just some unnecessary referrals to urology, which then can cause a delay in circumcision. And then if they're over six months, then they might need anesthesia or it might be an out of pocket for cost for families as well. And if we're confident as primary care providers and we you know, feel that we can say this a newborn is suitable for circumcision, if we can get that done in a timely fashion, we can potentially uh, save them from that adverse outcome as well. 
One thing that I found really interesting about NeoCert concepts is just how much it made me reflect back and, and look at how subjective and not standardized my, my previous practice was in terms of medical clearance and even my bedside exams for newborns. And I used to perform newborn circumcisions. And my medical clearance that I typically would use is just making sure there's no family history of a bleeding diathesis, no making sure that the baby did receive vitamin K, and essentially just that they were stable enough for discharge. And that was pretty much it. And my bedside exam was just ruling out anything obvious, like an obvious hypospadias, cordy, or if there was a concealed penis or something that I thought would not heal well. Just having the experience of, of having performed circumcisions. And then in my uh, current position, I work with a lot of my hospital's colleagues have never performed them. And it's so interesting to see the variability both in what we think is medical clearance and what our bedside exams are and even how we document them and how we communicate that to our OB colleagues who do the procedures. So again, with after the NeoCert concepts, I just think it's so cool. And I think it's really, it's going to be a lot more effective to have a lot more um, objective process that hopefully would even decrease variability from me to one of my colleagues and facilitate just the fact that two, you know, two sets of eyes are better than one in terms of being able to provide some better medical clearance for these babies for circumcision. Thank you, Chloe. Now let's hear from Dr. Fleeman. The same questions for you. What have been your experiences with NeoCirc? And do you think that using NeoCirc could reduce patient adverse outcomes? So I recently started to use NeoCirc, and I think that it really does help. I mean, I'm a neonatologist, and so before using NeoCirc, I would just make sure that the patients were stable, not needing respiratory support, and that they were close to discharge. And other than that, because I do the GOMCO procedure, I would look at the penile length and then make sure that there was no hypospadias or cordae. But now after using the NeoCirc exam, I can use a pen to mark which I didn't do in the past. I can also make sure the circles line up and then again that the penis stands up straight and that the raffe is straight. And so I do feel more confident in doing my exam. And this way, if the exam isn't the way it should be, then those patients are the ones that I would refer to urology. Thank you, Paula. In, in your clinical experience, would you share with us what your thoughts are on could such practices spread further, reduce adverse outcomes for patients across the country? Yes, I find this exam to be really helpful. I think that it is a good way to make sure that everybody's on the same page, that they know what circumcisions they should be doing and which ones they uh, need to refer out. And I think it does really help you be confident in knowing which patients would have the best outcomes and which patients you should just wait and not do those circumcisions. Previously, when I first learned how to do circumcisions, it was pretty much a see one, do one, teach one philosophy. And there, I guess there were some videos also that you could YouTube and watch. But now with NeoCircles, there's really objective criteria and there's clear education. And this can be used for all providers. So it can be used for neonatologists, for pediatricians, for OBs, for family practice physicians, even pediatric surgeons. And it can also be used for all levels of education. So it can be used for residents or attending physicians, and even people who have been doing circs for years, if they just want to look and get some more education on circumcisions. Thank you, Paula. Thank you both. I appreciate your comments, and I'll remind our listening audience that NeoCirc concepts, which have been part of pediatric urological training, have yet to be clearly shared between pediatric caregivers, such as neonatologists, hospitalists, 
pediatricians as well as obstetricians. And so the NeoCERC concepts attempt to remedy this by providing clear, transparent communication, which not only reflects pediatric urological concept, but also embraces concepts unique to neonatologists, pediatricians, and obstetricians as well. So we get a blended approach. The most glaring lacking in healthcare for newborn circumcision nowadays, as Paula and Chloe point out, is the provision of a standardized exam. A standardized exam lets us all be more objective in making assessments on patients, and objectivity is the buzzword these days. Once a standardized exam is made, then it's a pleasure to be able to communicate more clearly between physicians and between obstetricians who will be performing the procedure. And naturally, we understand that in some areas, pediatricians perform the procedure. So to have different caregivers for the baby see the baby on different days and now come to have the same conclusion regarding circumcision suitability provides a strong level of confidence in parents to hear that the doctors are talking to each other with the same conclusion, which is new. It's also new for the obstetricians to now be clear in understanding why a pediatric caregiver would judge a child be suitable or not for circumcision. All too often in our healthcare, when a child is thought to be unsuited to circumcision, there comes to be a delay in referral to a pediatric urologist. NeoCERC reduces such delay. So if a baby could still have a circumcision under local anesthesia, perhaps under a few months of age, then they've avoided general anesthesia. We think that suitability is one of the three areas that needs to be addressed in order to reduce adverse outcomes. We're glad for this podcast to be able to promote these ideas and look forward to the next two podcasts on how to mark a skin incision for a successful outcome to circumcision and also a standardized care for uh, circumcision once the family leaves the hospital. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thanks for joining us this week on the Ped Space. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Mazel's, Dr. Fleeman, and Dr. Salzman's perspective of part one of our series on neonatal circumcision. Stay tuned for part two of the series. For more information on this topic, log in to www.neocirc.org. Feel free to share with your colleagues while we deliver more pediatric urology-focused content in the coming weeks. There are some great resources for you and your patients at deflux.com. Additionally, you can learn more about our company and our products at palletlifesciences.com. 